Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor mathematicians as we co-create meaning together. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. So before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a minute or two really quickly to share an email that we got that really struck me. It's from Brad Ballinger, and he was listening to an episode recently. I think it was episode 120 about rounding, and this is what he says. One reason to learn to make sense of mathematics rather than learn it by rote, rhyme, whatnot, is that there are simply too many rules and relationships in math to carry them all around in your brain. It's much better to have a habit of thinking that allows you to nimbly take stock of a situation and figure out what makes sense. A rule is easily misremembered, but if you frequently check for things making sense, you catch your own errors. For me, at least, it's easier, more uh, reliable, and less stressful to have the habit of sense-making. Perhaps this is a point you've made in one of your podcasts. Uh, I haven't heard them all, but I think it deserves to be reinforced. And (laughs) this is so exactly, we couldn't agree more, and it's one of the reasons why we take the time each week to make the podcast. And listeners, we are so grateful for you for tuning in every week and sharing your thoughts with us. It's so fun and we appreciate you. Totally, Brad. Like right on. I mean, everything you said, it was like, yes, like a habit of sense making. I mean, that's totally brilliant. And when you said carry, how did you say carry around to have, where did it go? Hang on. I'm trying to find it. Too many rules and relationships in math to carry them all around in your brain. It's much better to have a habit of thinking that allows Mm -hmm. you to, Mm -hmm. oh, I love this part nimbly take stock of a situation and figure out what makes sense. Love it, Brad. Well done. Yeah. So it's been a little while since we've done some math on the podcast, and we thought we would spend a few weeks developing a strategy that might possibly be one of my favorites. Uh, (laughs) It may not be be the (laughs) best, but it's definitely something that I use a lot in my daily life. And I think it's crucial that we develop in more people. And a bonus is that it's a strategy that spans across multiple grade levels and all four of the operations. 
And when you say it might not be the best, maybe for a particular problem, for a particular problem, it might not be like the pinnacle of strategy, the, the one that we sort of end on with all strat- with all students, but it's a, it's a good one. It's one of our major, right? It's one of the top that we say for all operations. So it's definitely one that we like, okay, you love and I like. I mean, I think I'm becoming, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting, I'm getting to the love place pretty much. In fact, it's interesting. Most of the work I've done lately has been, uh, how do I say it? It's not my stock presentation, but I've actually had to help me. What's the word? Personalize. I've had to personalize the presentation. So I've gone to some interesting places and they're more advanced. So I don't give them the kind of the beginning thing. I actually yeah. have to sort of personalize things. And my go-to lately has been this strategy. All right. So let's get right. Let's get to it. Okay. I thought we'd start today a little differently by posing a problem. And then I'm going to give you our lesson plan. Here's our lesson plan for the day. I'm going to pose a problem, ask you to think about it, Then we're going to do a problem string and ask you again how you might think about that problem, given the relationships that we create and ping for you in the problem string. All right. All right. So here's the problem to think about. The problem to think about is 4,257 plus 2,989. Let me say that again. 4,257, 4,257 plus... 2,989, 2,989. So if you think about that problem, so pause the podcast, think about it, do your best, give it a shot, solve it, then come on back and engage with us in a problem string that then might get you thinking about that problem. Might, maybe, not not, not Kim, but maybe other people, people like me, at least how I used to be, might think about it differently. And then we'll see kind of how you think about it after we do the problem string. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Kim, you ready for my problem string? Sure. You're on the hot seat. Here we go. Okay. What is, oh, so listeners, so you might, it might be handy. It might be helpful. Not if you're driving, but if you're not driving, if you have a hand free, it might be helpful for you to actually sketch these problems down yep. so that then you could kind of look at the problem string um, as we talk about it later. So we're going to actually sort of talk about the problem string a little bit. So it might be helpful to, however, we, we'd rather have you solve the problems then get caught in just copying the problems down. We never want students to get their brain engaged and, oh, I must get these problems down. That's not, that's not interesting. So think about the problems, but you also might sort of sketch them down so that we can kind of talk about the string itself. All right. First problem, 27 plus 10. 37. You didn't, you didn't deposit that or anything. Uh, If 27 plus 10, I wonder if I could help you think about 27 plus 9. Yeah, 27 plus 10 is 37, so 27 plus 9 is 36. And so if I was doing this with students, I would have, when you did 27 plus, or, yeah, 27 plus 10, I would have drawn an open number line and very quickly started at 27, made a jump of 10, and ended at 37. And then when you said, yes, you can use it to help you with the next one, I would have jumped, well, yeah, when you said it's just plus 9, I think you said it's just a little one less. Uh-huh. Then I would have hopped back one to say, oh, it's just one less. And one less uh-huh. than 37 is 36. So on the number yep. line, I've drawn that jump of 10. I've jumped back one, a little tiny jump of one, and then labeled that 36. Cool. Okay. Next problem. 56 plus 20. 76. And you didn't need to think about that one either. So again, quickly, I would have drawn a number line. I would have drawn 56, drawn a jump of 20 to get to seven. Uh, yeah, to get to 76. And... And again, I would have said something with students like, 
Nobody needed to draw that. I'm not asking you to draw. You don't need to. I'm just going to put it up here just so we just sort of have the relationship just kind of up in front of us. And then I might say, anybody want to guess the next problem? Just for fun. Uh, 56 plus 19. What do you got? 75. So plus 20 is 76. And if I could see you, I know you're like cracking up right now because you're like, do I pause on that? Do I just say really fast? Because you're not. Am I right? Yeah. Like you don't need, you don't actually take that long to think about it. You're trying to give people time to think about it, which is very yeah. kind of you, but maybe you don't have to wait that long. Okay. So, so then where I have drawn that 56 plus 20 to be 76, I'm popping back one again to hit that 75. And that maybe okay. I should have asked you how you thought about it. Cause I didn't really give you a chance. Well, <laughs> yeah, you would just ask me plus 20. So knowing that plus 20 was 76 plus 19 is 75. How about 347 plus 200? 347 plus 200. Go. 547. You think that's 547? So Mm -hmm. I would write down 347. I would make a bigger jump, like make it bigger than the 20 or the, the, by the way, the 20 jump was twice as big as the 10 jump ish. Mm -hmm. And the 200 jump is just bigger. I, I don't have room on my paper to really make it as big as it should be, but it's definitely bigger. And you said that that plus 200 was 547. Mm hmm. The next problem is 347 plus 198. Ha! Anybody that was thinking about 199, good try. <laughs> it's actually 198. All right, that go. is 545. Because? Because 347 plus 200 is 547, but now you're asking me plus 198. That's just two less than um, 200, so it's that answer is going to be two less. So it'll be two less. And mm-hmm. I might at some point draw that jump of 200 and back up two. Mm-hmm. But I also might ju- draw the jump of 198 in there. I might like draw the jump. Like I might say, but where is the 198? And pull out of students that, well, because like looking at my number line right now, I've got 347. I have a jump of 200. I have a jump back of two. I have the, three, four, the 545, but, but nowhere do I see the 198. Yes. So I might ask yeah. students, where is that 198? That's, a, that's an important question, especially if students didn't use the problem before to help them and so to help them kind of anchor what are they doing oh it's like they're making a smaller jump and that smaller jump i just drew from 347 all the way to that 545 it's just like it's almost as big as the 200 it's just two just two two shorter just little just a little tiny just just two shorter and so then you can see that 198 and that two put together is that big jump of 200 that can be helpful for students to go oh that's what you guys are doing all right All right, so the next problem, 4,257 plus 3,000. 4,257 plus 3,000. 7,257. Next problem, 4,257 plus 2,989. Okay, Um, so plus 3,000 was 7,257. That's too much. It's 11 too much. So I'm going to back up 11 and get 7,246. Because the the problem before it was 11 too much. Yeah. So yep. listeners, you might recognize that problem as the one that we started the podcast with. 4,257 plus 2,989 could be solved by saying to yourself, hmm, what do I know? Oh, it sounds like Kim knows what 4,257 plus 
3,000, a little bit too much, more than, 11 more than, 2,989. Why 11, Kim? That's weird. Why would you choose 11? Ah, because 11 and 89 are partners. Yeah, it's almost like you play I have, you need a little bit. You said you're, I have so when I said yeah. 4,257 plus 2,989, what pinged in your head? What, what did you think of? Oh, I totally thought of 11 and that 11 partner 89. Um, so when I saw 2,989, I didn't want to mess with it. And so I thought of what was around there, what was close to that number. Then I just decided I could back up a little bit. Cool. Next problem. How about 4.7 or four and seven tenths plus two? Um, 6.7. How about 4.7 plus 1.9? One and nine tenths. 6.6. 6.6. 6 and 6 tenths. So if 4.7 plus 2 is 6.7, mm-hmm. did you use that? Sorry, I, I was putting more. Sorry, yeah, 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 yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You When you asked me 4.7 plus 2, I wrote down 6.7. Uh-huh. And so then when you asked me 1 and 9 tenths, then I compared it to the previous problem and said, this is 1 tenth less. Nice. Last problem, 6 and 1 half plus 10 16 and a half six and one half plus nine and three quarters oh you said last problem on the last problem i oh, thought it was last done. problem set <laughs> sorry last, last problem set i didn't mean that. i didn't do that on purpose i promise it's okay so um plus 10 would be 16 and a half that's too much and it is one fourth too much so if I'm at 16 and a half and I want to back up one fourth, then that's going to be 16 and a fourth. So it's almost like for many of those problems, you said to yourself, hmm, I could use the problem before, but how is the problem before related to the problem? Why, why, why use the problem before? How are those all related? Yeah. Yeah. So the problem before was really close to the kind of yucky problem. It was just a little bit more than, uh, it was a little bit over, it was a friendly number, a little bit over, um, what you were asking for. And so we typically call the strategy that you were using the over strategy. So you can look yeah. at a problem like 4,257 plus 2,989. And you can say to yourself, mm, 2,989 is really close to 3,000. So I'm just going to mm. go a little over, add that, ah, nice friendly. And then, mm, but it was 11 too much that I added. So back up, just take off that extra 11 and then you've, you've added what could have been um, a a crankier problem. I mean, you've used a nicer problem that was a bit too much or why we call it the over strategy. Yeah. 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 And I think the reason why I love um, over so much is that I tend to use it a lot when I'm thinking about things like 99 or 98 or 95. And if you think about um, like daily real life, you're going to the grocery store Lots of things end in 99 cents and 97 cents and 95 cents. And so as you're throwing items in your cart and you want to know uh, about how much you're putting in there, you can easily round up to the next dollar and then kind of back up a little bit if you ever needed to know the exact amount. Yeah. And so, and frankly, in you know school math, where people want to give harder problems, when people are thinking <laughs> about like, oh, I, I, you know, I really want them to have to to use a traditional algorithm and like borrow or whatever. Um, a lot of times they throw in lots of sevens, eights, and nines mm-hmm. just to see if they can make it a little bit more challenging. It's brilliant for over problems. In fact, 
Her over real life the over strategy. People. What did I say? You said over problems. Oh, oh over strategy. Sorry. I mean, we all have problems. It's all right. <laughs> um, so one of my sons um, recently came home and he's in a PE class, like an athletics class. And he said they've been working on planks and sit-ups and lifting weight and, you know, whatever athletic type stuff they do. And he said that one of the things they're doing is keeping a rep count for the group. And the, if the goal is a hundred, you know, these sweet kids are like missing their goal. Some are going a little over, some are hitting right in the goal and some are going a little under. And so it's like, I get to 96 or I get to 97 or I get to 99 and they want to collectively find out their total. And so many of the kids are like, oh, just write them all down and add them all up. And, and Cooper's like, no, <laughs> it's like you have 97 and 99 and 98. That's like 300 back a little bit. And they just, you know, some of, some of his sweet friends are blown away by that idea. So that's awesome. Nice. Real life everywhere. Cool. So we mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast where that this strategy might not be the pinnacle strategy. Like we are looking towards uh, developing at least one more strategy in students, but this is a great one. And in the hierarchy of strategies, it is um, a more sophisticated strategy. It's one that we want kids to develop. So it might not be the most sophisticated, but it's definitely one of them. Would challenge you to look at the major strategies free ebook that we've given out. We'll, we'll give that link in just a minute. Uh, that you can look at kind of where this strategy fits in the hierarchy, but it's a super one. Um, it's super important for uh, a lot of reasons, but one of them is place value. I asked you earlier, listeners, so you didn't have to, but if you recorded the problems that we did in the string, you might notice that we got students thinking about nine and how it's compared to 10 or 19, how it's compared to 20, 198, how it compares to 200, 2,989, how, how it compares to 3,000, 1.9, how it compares to two, nine and three quarters, how that, nine and three quarters, is that like Harry Potter? Anyway, how that compares, <laughs> how that compares to 10. Well, all of those are place value relationships. And what we find is that when we do more and more work with students to build this sense of the over strategy is kids actually get better at place value because they're dealing with the place values, especially if we would have ended that string with something like, 387 plus, and then whatever. And, and we want that 300. And I say to kids, Ooh, is 387 close to something? Like, could you add something nice? Well, for those kids to have to then come up with the helper problem, mm, like what would be clear in 87? Well, that's, that's really close to, well, they could say 390 and, and often they do. And I'll go, I mean, is that really, you know, that's maybe a little more helpful to add 390, but go for the gusto. Like, what's it really? Oh, it's really close to 400. So could you just add 400 and then back up one that's dealing with place value that's kids really messing with the 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 that the place determines the value and how then i can i look at numbers that are friendly around it it's a super way for kids to really build that we also talked about some models while we were doing it modeling is important for kids it's really super important um to to make that bigger jump and then help them kind of see where the smaller jump kind of backs up a little bit and where the, where the cranky jump is kind of in, in, uh, inside that bigger, nice jump. Mm -hmm. So modeling for addition on an open number line, using jumps, um, using that, that nice problem that can be really important to help students see that y'all, if you want to see what it might look like to model someone's thinking for the over strategy, you can check out a free download that has a variety of examples on appropriate models. You can find that at mathisfigureoutable.com slash over. 
That's a specific download. I don't know that we've given this one out on the podcast before. That's a specific download that just gets at this over strategy that we're talking about today. I also mentioned the hierarchy of strategies. If you have not downloaded this free e-booklet yet, y'all get on that. That is at mathisforgettable.com slash big, B-I-G, because it is big. So big. Thanks for listening in. Pam has been traveling all over and it's so fun for her to meet and then share with me how people tune in, listen with their kids and do math right along with us. If you'd like to leave us a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform, we would love that. So thanks for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.